Chapter Thirteen. If at first you don't succeed, the Prime Minister cradled his mug of coffee in his hands and looked around the cabinet room at his colleagues. Ladies and gents, I apologize for recalling you all to Canberra so early in the new year. I know that many of you were away on holidays, but we've got a significant problem on our hands. He took a swig from his mug. Blah, it's cold. Anyway, as you probably know, our efforts to tempt Jason Saunders to change his mind about emission control targets were unsuccessful. We need to find some other way to get him off our backs. And quickly, since the Rotterdam conference is only a couple of weeks away, I'm open to suggestions. There was silence. Nobody asked the PM. All still in holiday mood. I think we ran through all our ideas, ideas the last time we discussed this problem. Silence returned. The PM tapped his fingers on the table. The Minister for Defense started sketching a cartoon in his notebook. One of the others stared at her newspaper as though the answer might be found there. Have we learned anything new since our previous meeting? Pro. Prompted the PM. The Minister for Education nodded. Yes, actually. I flicked through the file on Jason Saunders that Robert put together. It seems he's hell bent on getting into the local surf life saving club, but can't. I'm sure we could swing. That for him. We're already copying a lot of flake from the media over our previous strategy," said the man beside her. They're calling it bribery. Let's not give them jobs for the boys as well. Mister Aldershaw spoke up. From his position behind the PM, I took the phone call from the kid. When he turned down the previous offers, he said he really have liked the car, but didn't want to be selfish. So, at the end of the day, he'd probably say no to this for the same reason. He didn't want. To be selfish, ah,、huh? said the treasurer. We've never had to deal with an unselfish opponent before. That'll make it a lot harder. Yes, he's a good lad, said the PM. 
We had a long chat in the mall. His heart's in the right place, so I'd rather not resort to dirty tricks. A few of the ministers looked up in surprise. A few raised their eyebrows. If he's heard of limits, we need to work on his head then. Doctor Harris, the minister for the environment, shook his head. I wouldn't go there. We need to steer clear of arguing about the technical merits of the Rotterdam targets. It just isn't as simple or clear cut as we've been making out. It's a quagmire, a minefield. You. Could never hope to convince him. Well, we need to do something," said the woman with the newspaper. "Have you seen the latest popularity polls? They are predicting a massive swing against us in the state election this weekend." And they're saying it's because of the way we're dealing with this kid and the environment. Isn't that typical? Our surveys show that most people don't want environmental targets that would cost jobs, income, etc., etc. We're trying to give them what they want, and we're being criticized for it. Doctor Harris shook his head again. I had to be a party pooper. Don't worry, John. We're used to that by now. Yeah. Well, the surveys surveys aren't all that clear either. Our surveys show that people don't want targets, but the opposition's surveys show that they do. So do the media's surveys, by the way. I'm not sure that surveys are all that relevant here," said the PM. It's true that. We're trying to do the best thing for everyone, but we're being blocked by one person who isn't even old enough to vote. Selfish little twerp," muttered Mr. Aldershot. The PM swung around. "What did you say? Oh, Prime Minister! I didn't mean you. I meant that kid. Yes, I realized that." But did you just call him selfish? Well, here you are, trying to take everyone else's opinions into account, and he's saying no, ignore them. Just listen to me. At the end of the day, he's really just taking away other people's opinions or influence. But. 
didn't you say the say he turned down our previous offer because he doesn't want to be selfish as the woman on the opposite side of the table that's right mame well then maybe that's his weakness his utterless he'll maybe we can use his unselfishness against him the pm looked lost how can unselfishness be a weakness isn't it rather admirable it's like robert said he's being selfish by telling us what to do here he's taking away other people's right to have their views taken into account We could point that out to him. If he really wants to be unselfish, he will have to back down. Actually, that's pretty good," said the PM. Tricky though. Is the kid bright enough to get it? Oh yes, he's bright. He's just a bit subtle. I mean, how do you explain it to someone who doesn't vote? Or better still, how do you show it? Demo- demonstrate it. Things went quiet again, except for the sound of the PM's fingers on the table. I think Andrew's got a better idea. It's much simpler. The minister for defense stopped drawing in his notebook and glared at the woman beside him. "Excellent," said the PM. "What have you come up with, Andrew?" "It's nothing." He tore out the page he was scribbling on, screwed it up, and tossed it into a bin. in the corner of the room it was really good said his neighbor the minister for defense turned slightly red it was inappropriate someone sitting near the bin fished out the ball of paper and unscrewed it hmm It looks like a plan for a military solution to the Jason problem. Mr. Lindsay shook his head. We need to take this seriously, people. A man who wasn't at the previous meeting tentatively raised his hand. I don't know if I should speak up yet. Since this is my first cabinet meeting, Barry, how rude of me! Exclaimed the PM. Ladies and gentlemen, I've asked Barry to take over from Don Black Blacklock. Since Don has had to step down due to that unfortunate business with the raffle, Barry, welcome up. Board. Thank you, Prime Minister. I was going to suggest a way to show Jason that he's being selfish. Give him a guided tower 
of Parliament House here. You could point out where all the politic politicians sit and cast their votes, so that everyone's opinions count. The woman beside him grimaced. Yeah, but that only shows that politicians' opinions count. What about ordinary people? No problem. If we can move quickly, do it this weekend, just after the state election, we can set up a tally room with monitors showing the votes coming in from everyone who's eligible to vote. Oh, I like that. We can even point uh, out that his parents' votes will be in theirs somewhere. And that has selfishly overriding their input. Ladies and gents, that's really good thinking, said the PM. And I guess I have to be the one to do this. Everyone nodded.